Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games Premier Podcasting Duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my good, good friend, Mr. JW Greewall. JW, how's it hanging? Ooh, ooh, it's pretty good, Riley. <laughs> You're a cute little guy today. Oh, I'm just feeling, you know, ruffles skirt. <laughs> <laughs> knocks knees together yeah digs toe in the ground yeah twists it a little bit uh-huh. <laughs> i feel that for sure um yeah no doing doing pretty well um we were getting some some intense testing done just before the cast um so yeah we're excited to share some of the well i feel like i waffle back and forth between certain decks Mm-hmm. Um, just just naturally, but then also like this format, there just feels like there's so much. So it's it's kind of hard to to parse through the weeds, but we're gonna give it our best shot. And the uh, the nice thing is that we have a big tournament up this weekend. But before that, how are you doing, Riley? What's new with you? I'm doing pretty well, man. It's been very busy. I'm trying to juggle a lot of different balls in the air with work and stuff, but it's been, been there. R- really fun. Last weekend, I took some of my coworkers who are going to be moving away from Madison. I took them to like a really nice wine tasting experience, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, I love those like absurdly expensive restaurants, right, where they mm-hmm. treat you like you are an otherworldly being. You know, <laughs> I, yes, I've only been to like two of those, but I've it's been quite to, nice. Been to maybe three. Um, and it's, I, and I like to go with friends. I mean, you you mentioned well, yeah, you, you took go some friends, right? Like, well, I mean, but normally I go with like my wife, which is great. We love to do that kind of thing. But I also just you know would like to go out more just with you know another couple or with a few friends. Oh, you know, it's I so fun to just fun. like enjoy the whole experience of it with like yeah. a, a group of friends. It was it was awesome. Um, watched a soccer game. Madison has a you know. Um, not like um, National Soccer League, but you know, next level down <laughs> mm-hmm. soccer, um, and that was pretty fun. So yeah, overall things have been going pretty well. But I am just really excited as well for kind of where we are in the game right now. The fact we're kind of digging into a new format again. It felt like Brilliant Stars. Honestly, it was kind of wearing on me by the mm-hmm. end. Just so much Brilliant Stars. Um, it kind of makes sense because we're trying to make up for lost time and get a bunch of tournaments in, but I'm definitely excited for some Astral Radiance to shake things up. Yeah, I'm with you. And we've seen quite a number of head-scratching and eye-raising results in the online tournaments. I know I've been eye-raising and head-scratching myself in my personal testing with the things that I've tried to cobble together and yeah. things that have maybe worked and things that have definitely not worked and there's a lot to discuss and i think you know in these early stages this is kind of the most exciting parts i agree i agree when it's the wild west and it hasn't been solved yet and everyone's trying to scramble to get their solution together yeah that's when it's the most exciting well and this and this part of the year too right because we have the most amount of cards that we'll have in this format or in well, it depends this, if you know, worlds rotates or not. Well, true, right? But uh, you, you get the idea, though. It's like the the later regionals in the year have more cards than the early regionals, yeah, I agree. so it's a little more you know fluid in terms of what the uh, what the top archetypes are because there's just more cards to choose from. 
totally agree totally agree and you know i'm excited just to kind of dig into it so i think let's just do it i mean there are regional championships as soon as this weekend you know over in australia we have a, another regional in melbourne and just the next weekend we have milwaukee followed the following weekend by naic so so much stuff is happening so quickly mm-hmm. um it'll be really interesting to see i think this is where like the really powerful good players get a chance to differentiate themselves right by you know showing how quickly they can adapt to the metagame shifting and changing yeah i think that's very true i mean you have these um you know i i've definitely been in positions where i've been to that first regional and it just you know there's there's that there's that excitement there um and there's really um just the opportunity for you know people to come up with something that nobody's ever seen before and take a lot of glory and a lot of clout because they're able to pilot it, you know, to top finish. So it's really cool. We saw, um, you know, probably most notably in an online event. I think this had me scratching my head. This uh, <laughs> Japanese player with the name of Nisiguchi with their Dialga deck that has kind of been the talk of the town. Yeah, the Dialga deck has been certainly the talk of the town now. I will concede this Dialga player somehow did not play a single Mew in the entirety of their run, um, but they played a heck of a lot of Palkio, which is certainly something people have their eyes on, and he ended up winning the whole thing with a very interesting take. You know, when we think about the Dialga decks and the way that people have been building them, it's been very um, kind of like slow-going, checkmate style of a mm-hmm. deck where... You know, you throw up your Diancie once or twice, and you power up over a couple turns with Sashian, and you move the energy around with Bronzon. You know, it's a very, like, complicated strategy. And we saw kind of a departure from that at the late night, where it was more of a Mew from Celebrations-oriented strategy and turboing through your deck as quickly as possible using Radiant Greninja to draw you more cards, and the endgame goal being to swing with the v-star power as quickly as possible while your opponent is still evolving ideally their pokemon v and then you kind of just checkmate them from there because dialga is a big fat pokemon only worth two prizes you've taken multiple prizes now with your v-star power into your next attack which if you have the five energy attached you're already doing 240 so just one more attachment gets to 280 which knocks out all the other v-stars if they don't have a big charm on them and Really, from there, you just need to cobble together like one more solid attack, assuming right. that your Dialga gets knocked out, which it might not. <laughs> right, because it'll have you know 280 or possibly even 310, uh, you know, amount of HP. So that's certainly, certainly hard to take down. And it was really interesting, you know, the deck only played a 2-2 Dialga, and it got mm-hmm. away with it though with cards like the Hisui and Heavy Ball, you right. know, a new introduction from the Astral Radiance format where it was able to you know, play those thin lines of your main attacker and get away with it because you don't have to worry about prizing your basics. Right. So You do have to worry about prizing your... Yes, unfortunately, Hussein Heavy Ball does not <laughs> grab your V-Stars, but it at least, like, minimizes that risk to, a, you know, unless you play some more turbo cards instead, which is what y'all you want in the first place. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. I watched for maybe 10 minutes as Andrew was playing that this morning, and uh, it's just goes through the deck so fast you know it, it you look at it on its face and you have no idea really how it how it could ever 
cobble together a win with a 2-2 line of the main attacker and that's the <laughs> only attacker you're just left there you know kind of questioning it how did it do so well but um like you said one of the biggest things didn't hit any mew didn't hit a single mill tank deck which with their current build uh would have been an auto loss and you know just again solid uh, solid luck throughout the rounds and that's not to minimize that the win though i i think no. the deck was a really impressively built deck it was a really interesting strategy you know so many it's just such a big departure from the way that we've been thinking about dialga which is one of the exciting things about these new formats is you can explore these cards in ways that literally nobody has had the chance to like truly think of mm-hmm. um and he found his little niche in the metagame and, and plowed right through it. Certainly. So that was awesome to see. Of course, Dialga wasn't the only star of the show, but that was the one that certainly caught people's attention. Um, Palkia, I think, was ultimately the the deck that showed up the hardest at late night. Would you agree, JW? Yes, for sure. It's the been consistently the most played deck um, at a lot of these online tournaments. And it shows no sign of slowing down. I think I was kind of waffling back and forth all this week on is Palkia good, is Palkia bad. I had a pretty bad run with it at the Full Grip series, and that kind of soured me on it, but maybe for for no good reason. The deck has a lot of tools. We've talked about them ad nauseum here on the cast, but um, you're really looking at one of the decks that can, you know, ramp up to that 220 number and higher very quickly. Yeah. And then also it's probably the best deck to utilize Roxanne, which is one of the deck's major strengths, in my opinion, that late game, Roxanne into a 280 V-star, just smacking you. Yeah, I mean, Palkia is, is clearly a, a strong deck. It was the the fan favorite, so to speak, coming out of Astral Radiance. And it's easy to see why the damage ramps up unbelievably fast. You know, your opponent can really be controlling their bench to an absurd degree and you can still reach for certainly the basic v knockouts if not v star knockouts um or v max if they're going pretty wide and it's uh that itself is a formidable force you know when we compare palkia against the previous v star mainstay in the format in arceus arceus trades off a little bit of kind of versatility you know you get to abuse that colorless energy requirement on Arceus and pair it with anything. That's kind of been Arceus's shtick from the get-go, is you can be flexible in your partners. Palkia trades a lot of that flexibility. You know, you're only really playing with the water-type attackers in exchange for a lot of explosiveness. And that's really, really potent right now because there's not a lot of Pokemon that are taking those big knockouts on the V-Stars reliably. You know, Arceus certainly isn't by itself. It's teching another Pokemon to do it for it. Um, Mew is kind of the only other deck that's really reliably, you know, I guess besides the (laughs) Alga, the only other deck that's reliably KOing V-Stars. And Mew has been a Tier 1 deck since its inception. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Palkia, it's not a surprise to see it do well. You know, it's just got that explosive power and versatility in its builds so i certainly think if you're looking at these upcoming tournaments it palkia is by far the deck to beat i think so yeah we were talking about that earlier today where it's like you know if if we were to choose decks for milwaukee it feels like you have to either play palkia or something that 
counters Palkia. Like Palkia is kind of the centerpiece of this format, much like Arceus was last format, much like Mew has been in the past, where you're either playing the deck because it's just absurdly broken, or you're playing something that has, you know, an even to favorable matchup against it. So where I went from there, kind of identifying that Palkia was, okay, this is just a good deck that has probably the best matchup spread of any deck right now, uh, certainly like any known deck right now. Um, you know, where do you go from there? I was originally thinking like an Arceus Pikachu build. I thought, okay, <laughs> yeah. that could be kind of cool, right? Because you can you can hit for weakness on the Palkia. And then the flying Pikachu VMAX is also very good into something like Regigigas or uh, Blissey decks. And so that's kind of where my mind went. I've been testing with a build a lot on the ladder with uh, Bibarel and the Pikachu and Arceus, and um, I haven't really enjoyed it. I've actually lost to a couple of Palkia decks, which I am you know, going to be humble enough to admit, but that doesn't feel very good. You're so humble, um, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that hasn't really put up the results that I was hoping. So maybe, you know, maybe there is some kind of Arceus build out there that utilizes a different lightning attacker, but that kind of doesn't factor into the equation, the Regigigas deck, which I also really like. I think you would want to have an attacker that, you know, snipes damage or something where it could at least put up a fight against Regigigas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Arceus necessarily needs to tech super hard for Regi. I think Reggie is honestly not that great into Arceus, but... You can... Well, your your whole strategy that you've been uh, kind of, I don't know, uh, promoting, I guess, would be like a double Charon's Care with the Dunsparce, that you're not affected by the weakness, and then you can heal a couple of times, and ideally just, uh, you know, they, they don't start out blazing hot, and you can take your prizes like that, heal your Arceus a few times. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that has to be the route, though, right? If you're not no, playing. certainly. I'm just saying that it's not, you know, it's not the standard i wouldn't i would say to play two charon's care i don't think you need to play two you can play one in a pal pad right so mm, i think you only need yeah. to heal twice to trade the to offset the prize trade gotcha right because you've already denied that presumably you're taking the first knockout mm -hmm. and then you're denying two swings and then mm -hmm. it's two hit ko's the rest of the game from there mm-hmm mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you could get that pal pad chain. Um, I haven't played that matchup too much, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, yeah, it's, Palkia is very formidable, and it's hard to really deal with. You know, I've also gone that same route of the flying Pikachu decks. I've tried pretty much everything you can think of. I've tried flying Pikachu, Arceus, Italian. I've tried flying Pikachu, and maybe flying Pikachu is just not that guy. And maybe there's some other lightning guy who does it better. But mm -hmm. I tried flying Pikachu, B-Barrel. I've tried flying Pikachu with B-Barrel and the Jolteon mm -hmm. <laughs> to really take it to the extreme. That one tended to win against Palkia, but then I felt like I was playing kind of a bad deck at that point. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. And so, you know, at that point, what do you do to deal with Palkia reliably? And I have yet to really come up with an answer that's like, favored so to speak against palkia right you know plenty of decks i feel like can maybe tussle but nothing that's really felt overwhelmingly good either right like i would say that you know maybe maybe mew is a deck that um 
doesn't have an overwhelmingly positive matchup into Palkia, maybe not even a favorable matchup into Palkia, but um, can hold its own. You know, yeah, you can do totally. things, certainly, uh, with that deck. You know, the early aggression, if you can uh, kind of capitalize on a slower start by the Palkia player, then you can definitely get out of, um, you know, get out of that matchup unscathed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Mew is probably one of the best decks to just hold its own by doing its own strategy mm-hmm. versus Palkia. You know, Mew's probably biggest fear is going to be the Roxanne plays towards right. the end of the game with the right. path of the peak. But it's also like kind of combo They might not have access to all the pieces. And in that case, Mew might just win those games. Are there any kind of, I don't know, caught in the crosshairs kind of like uh, text that you're not really looking to hit Palkia with, but like also kind of affect it? Like I'm thinking of... I don't know, Avery. I don't know if you've played against many decks with Palkia against an Avery uh, focused deck or an, you know, a deck that plays like one or two Avery. Um, you know, if that is like a, a an acceptable answer to an extent against the Palkia deck. I've played against a few Avery decks. It hasn't really done much, but I guess the point that I'm trying to say is like, are there any things that you can do with your particular deck, whatever you're deciding to play, be it uh, Duraludon or Dialga or Blissey or Mew or whatever it is that you could kind of try to tech in to beat Palkia? You know, I think Avery is an above average strength card versus it versus Avery's personal average. I think Avery is at a high point right now. Um, you know, I see Avery everywhere when I play mm. online, like high counts of it too. Um, I think that is kind of a cro- caught in the crosshairs moment for Palkia because I think the Averys are really to deal with the Regis is my impression as to why they're playing them. Mm-hmm. But um, to answer your question, I don't think Avery necessarily is as disruptive to Palkia. When I think of, you know, compare looking at the most comparable deck in Suicune, Avery was more harmful to Suicune because you needed a lot of different pieces often to get those knockouts. So, you know, Suicune, you're trying to get the rare candy into the Ludicolo, and then you also need to get multiple shady dealings off in a turn, potentially, mm-hmm. to, you know, loop together your attackers in addition to filling your bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas Palkia, you know, as long as you got some dude on the bench, it doesn't really matter. Like, you don't need to get those Ludicolo plays, most notably. Right. So you can sack off your Radiant Greninja. You can sack off, sack off like, one of your Sobbles, your Manaphy. Like, those guys can go over the course of the game, and you still have more. You can still attack, usually, for your max damage. Sure. So I don't think Avery's necessarily, like, that guy versus Palkia, but I do think Avery's... A surprisingly powerful card you know relative to where it's been before you know when i think of avery in the past it's either been like an urshifu card to really like put arceus into compromising positions or it's been an anti-malamar tech card and you know now i think avery has a lot of utility because you do something versus palkia you do a fair amount versus reggie if you can chain multiple of them sure um so it's it's not right card to have, especially those again in those decks that want to like build up their hand. Mm-hmm. No right. reason not to. Right for sure. So I don't know. Do you have any dissenting thoughts there? Mm, no, I just like I'm trying to figure out, you know, because again, my mind's at I'm playing Palkia or I'm playing something that beats Palkia. So I'm just trying to think about ways I can do that. 
you know, yeah. and, and I don't know that there's really a good obvious answer. I mean, lightning attackers um, are good. Things that can one-shot a fresh Palkia V-Star, but that's very few and far between unless you're playing uh, something that's weak, you know, that has weakness to the, to the Palkia. Like, I'm trying to think of cards that do 280. So I was thinking about Gengar V-Max. <laughs> uh, you know, Mew, of course can can get up to those numbers but not consistently Hisuian that's kind of the problem v star hisuian decidui v star with what a belt and belt and three energy three energy in hand after a you know double energy attachment it seems bad um but yeah anyway this is the kind of stuff that's going through my brain right now and i feel like if you're preparing for any regionals coming up this should also be on your mind yeah i would agree you know it's uh it's hostile out there. Palkia is challenging for a lot of decks to deal with. You know, I think in a way, the best thing that you can do versus Palkia is if you're not playing it, just play a deck that without too much modification can just handle Palkia well enough, you mm -hmm. know, without having to think about doing crazy stuff, you know, like teching those lightning attackers or, you know, play multiple Averys. If your deck by itself just has a strategy where it can either tank a hit from Palkia reliably uh, or plays just a super thin bench. I think those are the decks that'll do the best in, against Palkia, as opposed to like trying to make offshoot versions of otherwise good decks. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny, right? Because you think about the the best, you know, low bench decks. Like, I I'm struggling to think. I mean, maybe I mean, an Arceus deck that plays right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Duraludon, right? Exactly. That's you know, just thinking Arceus decks that that don't use the Inteleon line. For, yeah, it's like Arceus B Barrel decks and Duraludon. <laughs> yep. So. I think those are the only real ones. I will say one deck that is pretty good against Palkia, you know, it's not perfect, but the Reggie deck is fairly strong against Palkia. Mm -hmm. I you would, know, I would Reggie itself carries its own baggage with it. I'm a huge fan of Reggie still, but you know, if you can get through those first two setup turns then you know the yeah. regilecki does work against palkia that's very strong yeah certainly certainly they don't have a way like arceus to shut off the weakness so yeah if you can't get the regilecki with the choice belt um reggies are strong yeah i do like the reggie deck a lot i've told my chat on monday that i think in an unteched world with decks playing you know literally the same counts of everything as they are now i think that reggie is a major problem in a tier one deck i've since Walk that back just a tiny bit. I do feel like Reggie is insane for sure, um, but not like crazier than any of the other tier one decks. You know, not crazier than Palkia, not crazier than Mew. It's it's very strong. Uh, it certainly has those um, you know explosive turns that can just come out of nowhere. But it does also struggle with some minor disruption. You know, if an yeah. opponent can get a Roxanne off and they, you know, I don't know, are able to, or, or a Marnie even at a certain point in the game, and they're able to knock out the Reggie, uh, Reggie Drago, or they're able to, you know, disrupt, like uh, Echoing Horn, you know, for instance, right, and get you on a, on a wrong turn. It can be tough. There are just these little disruption things that if things don't go exactly your way, then you can kind of spiral out of control. So, um and Still those really high, like, high cast really of Avery like really do though. get brutal. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you deal with the first one fine. You have three Reggies removed from the from play. That's okay. You deal with the second one maybe, and then the third Avery hits, and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I mean, you need to play. You need to play four of the ordinary rod. Yeah. That, I think, is an absolute must-have. And then I would also say that you need to play three uh, choice belt. Yeah. That right now, to me, feels good because, obviously, the Palkia matchup is going to be a big one. Um, so you want to make sure that you have a little bit of extra insurance there in that matchup. So those would be kind of what I've been feeling in terms of the Reggie build. Totally. Text. Also, I don't know if, if it came through on my mic or not, but while you were talking, my cat tried to make a very ambitious jump and just, like, totally wiped. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was wondering what that was, yeah. It was very funny. She just ran off, like, embarrassed. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I I largely agree with you. You There's just a lot of little things that can get to you over the course of a game. I do think Reggie's very powerful. You know, it's probably mm-hmm. the... In my opinion, it's the premier one prize deck. I think it has a more substantially powerful, reliable strategy than Malamar did. Of course, Malamar did show up at the the late night getting top four. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not completely out of the woodwork. And it's cool to see multiple one prize decks that are viable. (laughs) Right. Um, But Reggie's super good. It just gets caught in the crossfire. I think when you talked about getting caught in the crossfire for Palkia, I think it's actually Reggie that's getting caught in the crossfire. Mm, Certainly. You know, other just random cards just like bother Reggie. Yeah, definitely. That that's absolutely true. Yeah, you think about Temple of Sinnoh, think about you know the collapse, collapse stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah, Avery. I mean, there's there's some things that are that are a struggle for sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the Reggie deck? Certainly, that's one that we've both really been enjoying lately. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been trying with a lot of different builds. I, I would think that there are some things that are really um, coming to the forefront, though, as absolute must-haves in the deck, and that would, again, be the four Ordinary Rod and the um, and the three Choice Belts. I think that, for me, are kind of... I will not play a Reggie deck if it doesn't have those things. Other counts, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fluid on so i think you could have less energy i've actually cut the powerful energy because in the mew matchup you know ideally you can try to like snipe if they ever bring up a meloetta then you knock it out with the regilecki and then you snipe and then you get the knockout with your uh with your big dude doing 330 your regigigas so i've kind of dropped a little bit on the energy and i've taken out the powerful energy entirely uh try to streamline that a little bit more um there, there might be something to be said for playing basic energy. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about just like, okay, what do I, what do I really want to attack with? And I just find myself with all these colorless energies, and I'm like, well, I, I would really rather have, you know, maybe a fighting energy or something to try to swing into the Arceus for weakness earlier or something. But that hasn't really materialized. I just think the deck is really solid. You definitely will need some practice with it because there are some plays that aren't super obvious. And a, little, a lot of little minor things over the course of a game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can also tech the list out a little bit. So uh, one of the techs that I've been trying has been Escape Rope in case the opponent plays a 
I mean, flying Pikachu, right? You can escape rope boss, or if they play a uh, an Empoleon, you know, you can escape rope that out of the active. So uh, that's been one of the techs that I've been playing. Um, I think you could increase. I have three stadiums, so I think you could increase the stadium count. Four seems fine as well. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to find that like optimal build for the list, and I don't think I'm there yet. Totally. So there's one big deck that we haven't really been talking about a lot over the course of this cast so far, and that is, of course, the Mew Max deck. Spent a lot of time talking about it right after the Full Grip tournament. Mew is still one of the premier decks in this metagame. We referenced it earlier as one of the decks that can most reliably hang with Palkia. I think there's a lot of question marks right now in people's heads about how you build Mew, what it looks like, what the end game is for Mew. Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, I've enjoyed just really streamlining the deck as much as possible. The inclusion of the trekking shoes has just been such a natural fit. Um, so just really turboing the deck out, making it go, 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 go all the time um, has been super good for me. Um, JW, I know you're a huge fan of still the, the Pokemon Catchers as well, which is, you know, kind of been the premier Mew build towards the end of the Brilliant Stars format. And... It hasn't been showing up as much in the online tournaments, but I think part of that is also people are really excited to play some of these other decks mm-hmm. and try them <laughs> right now, yeah. uh, as opposed to just leaning into view for you know the Pizza Party 500, you know, trying out some of these other decks before the big regionals that are coming up. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, I've... oh, go, go ahead. No, please, sir, I insist. Well, I I think that Mew is in as good a position as it can be right because you have a lot of these players that are not playing uh, the dark packages for the most part i mean there's still um you know some dark arceus out there um you know from from what we've seen online right that could obviously yeah. change in an in-person uh tournament you know the meta can be vastly different in person than it is online but just again going from the online results which is all we really have um you're not seeing a ton of these you know, dark base decks, right? You're seeing a lot of Palkia. Uh, you're seeing a lot of Arceus, but maybe more straight Arceus or Arceus with other techs to try to beat the Palkia decks. Yeah. Um, and so I think Mew is in its best position to succeed. And I think, you know, realistically what might happen is what happened with Mew uh, at the start of last format, where it did really well in Australia... And then and everyone, you know, off. got really yeah. hip to it and started to counter it and, and play more counter decks than Mew. And then it kind of, you know, still was very good, but uh, not maybe as dominant as that first tournament. So we might just see a repeat of that where, okay, everyone <laughs> just says, okay, I'm going to take the Mew deck. Seems like it's the best deck and, you know, the most straightforward, consistent deck and just go into a blind metagame with it and see how we do. I mean, that's certainly a valid strategy. I mean, to be honest, I think Mew would be my number one pick going into this weekend. I highly doubt that will remain true <laughs> going into Milwaukee. But if I was playing in Melbourne this weekend, I think Mew would be the first deck that comes to mind for me. Mm. So, you know, in terms of build, GW, do you have any massive insights? I mean, for me, it's mostly just been like getting rid of the phones and playing shoes and, you know, walking your way through. You could play both. You know, Good. there's no, there's no law. I play one phone because they, because I got space for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's got to have a phone these days. It's fun to phone and then shoot. <laughs> so true. 
I'm a you know classic zoomer man. I got my yeah. drip shoes and I got my cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I would say that the that the catchers I really enjoy because I think they help you get that early aggression on the Palkia deck that you kind of need. Yeah. Knocking out a one prizer in the Palkia matchup doesn't feel the greatest. Certainly, you'll take it. But um, getting the knockout on a Palkia, forcing them to use their V-Star before they want to is very, very good, in my opinion, right? And it gets you that two prizes before you have to try to find your uh, power tablets and your choice belts to knock out the other V-Stars. That just is, you know, where I'm at with Mew is trying to get that early aggression. Also has, you know, side benefits of being good against the Arceus decks, right? Yeah. Uh, and, And being able to take out the Arceus with the kind of a similar strategy there. So... That is my insight. I would be playing Mew with with catchers because catchers are fun and uh, catchers are good right now. <laughs> catchers are fun, I will say, especially when you want it to flip tails. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> in terms of in terms of other, you know, we've seen Silene make its way in. The trekking shoes, obviously a couple new additions. You could even think about Featherball. Oh, as a don't, card don't think about featherball i mean i'm not but you you could i'm you could beg, i'm begging it. you listeners don't think about featherball riley's on his knees begging you not to think about featherball. please don't think about featherball. in any case there's a few different ways that you can build mew i'm looking forward over the next couple of weeks to finding out you know optimal way best way because I don't think I have the best list right now. I'm trying to figure out trekking shoes. Do I play trekking shoes as a four of? Right now I have it as a three of. Like I'm trying to split the difference between <laughs> the trekking shoes and the Rotom phones where I'm playing three trekking shoes and two Rotom phone. I don't know if that's correct, but that's just what I have right now. And then I got my catchers and you know, space fills up, man. And, I, and then I'm also trying to think about how much I value or how much I respect the Dura Ludon matchup to the point that I don't even think I would play basic energy in the list oh for sure the basic energy are gone bro. <laughs> I, I mean i don't think that that i don't think everyone's on that same boat. without the cot who cares i mean you got duraludon right duraludon is uh is a scary that's deck. fine knock out knock out a duraludon i got the arceus horn knockout that easy it yeah it's, it's that easy 10 times simple 10. simple <laughs> 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 so i mean I think especially with the catchers like you can navigate that actually pretty reliably yeah that's probably fair and obviously you can go through the the ability with the you know if you get a couple of mu v max out the maximum miracle so true <laughs> yeah i agree i think i think he's just kind of in a, in a really excellent spot it's had kind of the opposite problem of of getting caught in the crosshairs where the crosshairs are i don't know where to aim right now and Mew <laughs> loves that <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> certainly things like you know temple of Sinnoh, certainly things like avery collapse stadium that we were talking about earlier in the cast can hurt but it's certainly not as bad like nine times out of ten you would rather have a temple in play or a collapse than a path to the peak so <laughs> so you're probably chilling 100%. you know well i think that's a pretty good like high level overview in the back half we wanted to talk about uh, some more specifics, particularly with Palkia. But I think we got to take a moment and do a card of the day. Yes, let's do it. 
All right, JW. So today's card of the day is featuring two iconic Pokemon that are actually a part of the Astral Radiance metagame. Do you have any idea what that card might be? It's it's two of them on the same card. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. It's... Well, there's actually three of them. They're all on one card. It's not ADP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that, right? Like, that's... that's yeah, I knew win. that's where you were going to go, and I thought about clarifying it before you guessed. <laughs> not ADP. Okay, I have no idea then. <laughs> okay. You're close, though. And that's because my card of the day today is Palkia and Dialga Legend. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Another awesome Legend card. We featured legend cards as the card of the day before and palkia and dialga legend has some really fascinating attacks um probably the best or most interesting one of those is its dialga attack because dialga gets the fun attacks and that is time control and time control has some of the craziest card text that i've ever seen Mm -hmm. Uh, so Time control, you discard all metal energy attached to Palkia and Dialga Legend, and you add the top two cards of your opponent's deck to their prize cards. The craziest <laughs> thing about that is, yeah, you can just keep doing it. It's just an attack, right? You like, there's no limitation. Yeah, you can stack your opponent's prize cards until they run out of cards in their deck. I don't remember specifics about this, but I do remember that videos were made about this where you know, or, or pictures were shared on the internet where you had more prize cards than you had cards in your deck. Like that was a very real kind of win condition to like mill the deck by so putting funny. them as prize cards. Yeah, I think so that I'm was saying. especially in um, God, what was it called? The the legacy format. I think that yeah, there was sure. like decks built around like Palkia and Dialga mill. <laughs> you mill them by getting a, <laughs> filling their prize cards. So funny. It's such an interesting card. Uh, it does also have a Palkia side of that attack. Sudden Delete for a water and double colorless energy. You choose one of your opponent's bench Pokemon and return it and all cards attached to it to your opponent's hand. So you suddenly delete it from the board. Uh, no damaging attacks on this card. Just exclusively weirdo <laughs> disruption attacks. I, this card is just really fascinating to me. I love the Legend cards as well because I thought that was a really cool take on the multi-prize pokemon like have it literally be multiple cards you know if it's mm-hmm. worth two prize cards of course it's two cards to start with uh, it's just really cool i i love palkia Dialga legend time control is one of my favorite attacks in the pokemon trading card game and just a really awesome representation of the diamond and pearl mascots yeah what a fun card so shout out to palkia and Dialga legend that's triumphant 101 and before we dive into our second half, JW, you think I, you think you know what time it is? Oh, do I know what time it is? <laughs> what time is it, JW? It's time to thank our sponsors. The Tag Team Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped presents the podcast, and we couldn't be happier to be affiliated with this great company guys father's day is just around the corner and our friends at manscaped are here to ensure 
all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature Lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all hair from head to toe. Treat your dad or yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You can get your own stuff at manscaped.com. With code tag team, you get 20% off plus free shipping. Riley, tell them. What they could find over at manscaped.com. Yeah, Manscaped has all sorts of awesome new products that are coming out. We have the Total Care Package, which has all sorts of Manscaped grooming needs. The Boxers, as you all know, Riley is a huge endorser of the Boxers, and the Boxers 2.0 is taking it to the next level. So make sure you check those out as well. And that's in addition to all your fan favorites. You got the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker for your ear and nose hair. We really got you covered with Manscaped. And the cool thing is that Tag Team has a code that you can redeem for 20% off and free shipping. All you have to do is head on over to manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Spelled that very deliberately because I felt Mm. like I was going to mess it up. So true. At the checkout. You're at the checkout. You see that little box where it asks for a code. And all you have to do is enter the word tag team, T-A-G-T-E-A-M, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. I mean, that's just money right there. That's money moves. I feel like I'm at the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Thank you, Riley. (laughs) So if you are looking to get 20% off and free shipping, use the code tag team at checkout and turn your little ma chop downstairs into a machamp. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for supporting the cast. This is one of the best ways that you can support us here at Tag Team. Go on over to manscaped.com, code tag team, 20% off plus free shipping. All right, JW. Time to bring it home with a deep dive into the top deck in the metagame. So we've been talking a lot about Palkia. It's been a huge kind of focal point through all the decks that we've been talking about today. It's clearly, you know, the forefront of people's minds, and I thought it would be fun if in the second half today we went through some kind of our tag team tips. You know, what would we do mm-hmm. to optimize Palkia? It could be in-game sure. play, it can be particular deckless choices, or lack yeah. thereof. You know, what would yeah. you not play that maybe other people are playing? How would we make sure if we're looking to play Palkia? or potentially even when you're trying to play against Palkia, that you are playing as optimally as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, There is not a ton, I don't think. Like, Palkia kind of exerts itself. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's asking the questions. The biggest thing I think that one can do, and, it, and it's not particularly, like, I, it, this is kind of you know, esoteric advice, I guess, but it's to try to prep your deck as much as you can for the <laughs> Roxanne that comes at the end of the game, oh, okay. right? Yeah, to yeah. me, to me, most games are won by the Palkia deck because they're able to Roxanne effectively on the three, two, or even one prize turn and just set the opponent back. You know, the opponent's been building up a hand the entire game. Use that Roxanne, just eliminate the hand, and set them back, you know, all these turns, right, that they've been 
accumulating resources and then just bring up your big dude, smack, 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 win the game. So this isn't much of a tip necessarily, but I guess if you're a newer player and you maybe haven't played in the days of N, you want to be playing your hand down as much as you can in these later stages, you know, making decisions that you maybe wouldn't necessarily be optimal, but it's like, well, do I need this quick ball? Like potentially, but I'd rather have it out of my deck in case I get rock sand. Or do I need this ultra ball? Or do I need this, you know, even a capacious bucket? Like thinking about all the cards in your hand is, will I need this were I to get rock sand? And on the flip side, like, do I want to keep this? You know, yes. or am I using this? You know, do I really, am I getting the max value out of it this turn? You know, like, should yeah. I use the Evo Incense for the Inteleon this turn? Or would I be right. better off keeping it in the deck so I can use it in a future turn? Right, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, getting it out of the deck, like, and playing it, right, is, it, it's it's something that we haven't had to think about for a while. Because Marnie gives you a very sizable hand, you know, five cards. Oh, especially towards to the three. end of the game as well. Right, when you're trying to chain all these combo pieces, right? You're looking for like a choice spell. You're looking for a boss. You're looking for an energy, right? You're looking for a lot of pieces. So a Marnie, it's pretty effective at disruption, but it's nothing like Roxanne. You know, yeah. Roxanne is just so, so good. Well, I think that's a it's a fairly decent tip. I think another thing that I would say is, I don't know if you feel the same, JW, or not, but I've definitely graduated. I've never been a fan of this card, and I'm glad to see that other people are at least there's some debate there but i would never play that starmie v in my deck man <laughs> really not yeah. even with blissey kind of around i think that's probably the deck that you would As most like, want starmie v for it's like the only thing that would make me even consider it and even then i feel like i don't care <laughs> yeah you know like a palkia could slam it slam into a a blissey and your swift is not going to get there versus mill tank sure you know you're you're really trying to attack with intellions versus mill tanks so sure not a huge fan of the starmie i think that card really is not good okay it's, I, it's, I mean i'm for the most part in agreement with you for for the reasons is for the exact same reasons that you said earlier right uh, and that's that palkia asked the questions right it doesn't mm-hmm it doesn't need to respond to what the other decks are doing. It'll just ask the question. Mm-hmm. And every time that you start a Starmie or like are attacking with it early, you'll often be able to get the same result with a Valkia. There are specific situations, of course, where the Starmie's good. And maybe those situations become more frequent over the course of the next few weeks. But I think in this current cross section, I would rather just be attacking with a Valkia on those turns. Mm. Yeah, very true. Let's talk about the core of the deck. Yes, I think there's this been is some where debates. I wanted to go as well. There's been some debate on whether or not you should play Irita or whether or not you should play a more, you know, Marnie and research-focused build. So, Riley, walk us through why you would consider either and which you're thinking about playing were you to take Palkia to your next tournament. Yeah, I think the Arita build allows you to just kind of... It plays into that classic Inteleon strategy of accumulating resources over the course of the game, right? You know, adding things to your hand iteratively. Uh, Arita also lets you get away with some pretty interesting early game plays, like Arita for a battle VIP pass on your first turn is mm-hmm. is a play that we saw at the Full Grip tournament, for example. Um, whereas, you know, research is more, I'm going to draw my cards you know i'm gonna dig through my deck and don't necessarily care about what's in my hand in that moment 
Um, I personally like have never been a big fan of those Irita, Piers, Volkner. I've never liked those cards. Mm-hmm. Even when Volkner was played all the time in Pikaram, I was not a fan of it. I would typically try and find other other routes to build my Pikaram decks. And I feel very similarly about Arita. I've tried it. I And I think there's merit to it. But I think there's a lot to be said for just kind of like playing a, more search and just drawing your Pokemon themselves and drawing mm-hmm. through your deck that way. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Arita feels the best to me on those like first like one or two turns when all you're looking to do is populate your field and at, and if you're able to do that anyway uh, then who cares <laughs> it's right. kind of my thought sure do you feel similarly or you know what would your take be yeah i mean it, i just am kind of confused when i see some of the builds with arita because I feel like if you're going to play Arita, you might as well lean heavily into it. And I agree with that. You know, so, you know, if you're playing Arita and you're not playing Battle VIP Pass, like, that seems kind of confusing because Battle VIP seems like the best card to get with Arita on your first turn of the game if you happen to go second, right? And it's just, like, a huge explosion of Pokemon in play and you just basically get your whole setup out, um, you know, without really having to think twice about it. And then I kind of think, okay, if you're playing Arita, then... Wouldn't you and you're playing the battle VMP pass, presumably? Like, wouldn't you want to be able to search that out when you need it? Because, like, Arita seems like it loses a little bit of value the longer the game goes on. That's not necessarily true. Obviously, you're building up more Palkia V stars, and you know, you can get like an Inteleon off of the Arita, whatever. But you know, Arita seems really good early, right? Because you're getting out mm-hmm. your Pokemon, you're getting out your energy, whatever you need early, and then you maybe want to transition into other supporters for, um, you know, later stages of the game, Roxanne being one, for instance, right? Um, so, you know, why wouldn't you play like a Luminion? <laughs> you know, I just, I don't yeah. know, it's just interesting. Like, I see these decks and they're playing like one VIP pass and like two Arita and no Luminion. And I the cow are even hitting that, man. Yeah, it doesn't seem consistent for sure. So, no, I agree. I definitely, I definitely have the school of thought that you should kind of commit to the bit if you're doing Arita. And you don't necessarily have to play Luminion, but play, like, higher counts of this stuff. You know, play three Arita, for example, instead of the mm-hmm. two or the one. Uh, like, do something with it, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. So, I mean, do you lean more into the research routes, or do you prefer the Arita strategies, then? I played with research at, like, two research, two Melanie, two Marnie, I think, was my supporter count and one Roxanne at the full grip tournament. And to be honest, I actually didn't love that version. And I've been playing a lot of Arita online because that seems to be um, maybe not the, you know, super dominant, but I think a lot of players are kind of, you know, shifting towards Arita builds. Yeah. I mean, so I've been trying to figure out, okay, what makes that good? Cause I didn't really like decks in the past that had uh, Karina's, yeah, Karina's is another one of those cards I don't like. Yeah, you know, I just I never when that when that was in format, I just never played decks with Karina's. I thought Karina's was like kind of horrific. You know, if <laughs> if I ever saw somebody play a Karina's, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely winning this game, kind of thing. But things <laughs> things have changed a little bit. Like I'm warming up to the uh, warming up to the Arita in the deck, and I think one of the plays that I really like in Arita based decks is the ability to use. Um, cross switcher. 
I've really liked Crosswitcher a lot uh, as being kind of your early aggression. Yeah, I guess that's something I haven't really tried. And it's not like, I'm not saying like, oh, this is the this is the cracked way to play it. I'm just saying this is one way that I've played it. It's been good for me. I don't know if it's like the best way to play the deck, but it's been fun. It's been good. It's been worth trying out. And yeah, with the uh, Arita, you're more easily able to play just two cross switcher and get them when you need them and be able to kind of control what your opponent has on their bench a little bit easier because you probably need to play, you know, the arena to like get out your Pokemon, but you can also have that tide benefit of being able to pressure their attacker on the bench. No, that's, that's totally a good point. You know, it transforms the arena into something more than just a Pokemon search, mm -hmm. uh, which is really important. I think when you play those kinds of cards is to do a little bit more, you know, if you're, all you're going to be doing is searching out a Pokemon and item, you need to find some way to get additional value out of that. Yeah, and for it to be special, right? Because you have those turns where if you get the arena early and you get your, you know, maybe a couple quick ball or level ball or whatever, you're all set up. You got a full bench. You don't really need to play anything, you know? And so maybe the arena is, is really good into the cross switcher there. That's kind of what I found. It's really good for the early or kind of that mid game if you're looking for um, a little bit of pressure. So Nice. Any other big Palkia tips that you want to give our listeners here? Oh man, I've been thinking a lot about Big Charm in my <laughs> Palkia deck. I don't think it works, unfortunately, because you just need that extra, um, you need that extra attack power from the Choice Belt. But it is something that I've been considering. I've definitely fallen down that rabbit hole too, man. I, I think you just got to get out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I've also been thinking about playing more stadiums, like trying I have to get thought another, about that more seriously. Yeah. Trying to get another path in. Because right now I'm playing one path, one Temple of Sinnoh. I could potentially see cutting the Temple of Sinnoh. It's very good into a deck like Reggie, though, right? But I also yeah, I, I like having a path bump. You know, if you get paths before you can V Star sure. Power, that's like sure. a huge value loss for the deck. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. That, that's a good point, right? In the mirror, you're gonna want a, a Counter Stadium. Yeah, and so, against certain Arceus decks, you want to counter stadium. Now it doesn't have to be the temple. You know, I've seen people play training court stuff like that. Training court's kind of cute. I would just worry about that for a mirror, right? Because it's just a free two cards off the Greninja. Sure, but but that that's certainly an option. Uh, Collapse Stadium just wouldn't work. Um, Jubilife could be something. <laughs> probably not. But, but probably not. If you're playing Inteleon, you're probably not playing Jubilife because. <laughs> What are you going to do? Drizzile for Jeep Life and then shuffle your hand <laughs> into the dead? <laughs> uh, you could. Hey, it could happen, man. You could. That would definitely be a really cool play. <laughs> Anything for you, Riley, that, you're thinking, that you've been thinking about with the deck? No, I've definitely, I definitely liked the idea. At least it comes and goes in my mind of a third stadium. Um, although, honestly, I was thinking of two temple at, at the time and, and one path because I was seeing Reggie everywhere. <laughs> for that like four day stretch when reggie was the only deck that anybody played yep um now that it's kind of settled down a little bit maybe not the two temple but i do like the idea of having more stadium outs it makes sure. the strategy against me more reliable sure. which is always good otherwise no nothing crazy i think i think the best way to build these decks like palkia is to find kind of the the perfect core and then fill those like last four slots with the best cards that you think fit the deck. And I don't sure. think the perfect core has been truly established for Palkia yet. So I would focus more on that 
than kind of some of these corner cases. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, figure out certainly, you know, Arita versus other supporters. Right? You know, That's... it's a little bit different than Arceus, right? Where there's so much flexibility in how the deck works. You know, Palkia probably just has an optimal core. And I don't I don't know if we know for sure what it is. Hmm. That's fair. So Well that's I think that's an awesome suite of tag team tips. JW, do you have any other general parting wisdom for our listeners today? Respect Reggie. Respect Reginald. I am for it. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening to the two biggest Reggie stands on the market. (laughs) If you enjoyed the cast, be sure to leave a rate and review on your favorite podcasting platforms. Gets us up in the algorithm, shows us what we need to work on and what we're doing well. And generally, we just appreciate the feedback. And if you're looking to get plugged in with the tag team, the good news is we do have social media. JW, where can they find us? Yeah, they can find me at Real John Walter over on Twitter. They can find you, Riley. (laughs) Yeah, Ensigns. They can find Riley over at at Smiles with Riles. And they can find the podcast over at Tag Team Pokemon. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's where we're most active, dropping fire tweets all the time. And, of course, we appreciate all of your listenership day in and out. We teased the idea of our merchandise coming it is in the works right now. We're so, so excited about the yeah, direction that it's draft. going. It looks so cool. So we're super excited for, for where we're going here. Uh, if anybody's interested and wants to kind of get on the early adapter train there, be sure to let us know. But that'll be all for today. And we will catch you all next time. Peace. See you.